Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast, sharing tools, tips, and techniques for healthcare quality improvement with a special focus on managing data. Here's the latest update. Hello, and welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast. My name is David Kashmir, and I'm a surgeon. I'm also a user of social media, and today I'd like to share on the Healthcare Quality Podcast series, the Social Media Sunday, some of the things I've learned with social media, and I hope to do that uh, to help younger surgeons, physicians, and other healthcare practitioners uh, with uh, some of the tools, tips, and tricks I've learned from using social media uh, avidly for about the last uh, one to two years. The Healthcare Quality Podcast, focusing on data and decision-making tools for healthcare quality improvement. Uh, Some of the rationale behind why physicians should even bother with social media. And the argument goes that really only about 20% of all physicians are social media users. And of the ones who do use social media, only about 6% use Twitter. So social media isn't a big part of healthcare culture, and some of this is owing to the rules that center around uh, private or protected health information. That PHI makes us very focused on protecting our patients and not using, uh, referring to, or really leaking any of a patient's protected health information out into the web. And that caution also focuses us on being uh, very careful with how we use social media. Social media even has severe downsides if we're not careful. And we've all heard about the celebrity who gets angry and goes on to tweet something disastrous. Well, that can happen to a surgeon too. A surgeon or a physician can get angry and send some sort of career-ending tweet because it's just so easy to push content to so many people at once. So if you ever mix tweeting with a tired physician who's frustrated by a system, well, a really dumb move can occur. And so we lead off this series with a discussion of social media with um, my advice, which is to put some clicks between you and posting on social media. Use things like two-factor authentication, where when you try to log into Twitter on your computer or phone, the the platform says, okay, we're going to send your phone or other device a special login uh, so that you can't just go right into Uh, using the platform and tweeting something quickly. It puts a click or a step or a moment to reflect between you and social media. Now I'm going to tell you a story about why I got involved more with social media. Uh, And that uh, comes from uh, when I changed jobs just about uh, four years ago now. When I changed jobs at that time, uh, my employer had uh, me sort of all over different social media platforms, and I really didn't have any control or say over that. Now, fortunately, it was positive content, but when I left the organization, I really didn't want to be associated with the organization as directly, but yet that social media content really continues with a life of its own. And again, the internet and web sort of function as uh, a permanent or semi-permanent um, record of uh, us and what we do. And so for that reason, uh, because I wanted to be able to control my association uh, and, and my appearance online, um, I wanted to uh, kind of get involved and learn more about social media tools and how to push out a positive content uh, in a niche or in my special interests. And those are some of the tools I want to share with you today. 
Again, my reason was that when I uh, changed jobs, I didn't want to be directly associated with that employer at every turn forever. Of course, uh, um, we're all transparent when we go to take a new job, and that's important. Uh, And that was with me also. But the challenge was that organization uh, continued to populate content all over the web. And um, when I joined a new organization or beyond, I wanted that organization to have the opportunity uh, to use my likeness and be first in search results. And, and really that wasn't happening because of how this other organization dominated content. And so for that reason, uh, when a potential employer would search my name online, that same website would come up near the top. And when I joined a new organization, it was challenging to change that content uh, from the lead content. And so those are all some of the reasons why I looked into the tools of social media. Those tools we're gonna, I'm going to share with you today. Healthcare Quality Podcast, bringing you keys to unlock your data. Thousands of sick people a year at bad times in their lives, uh, we can get these sort of abnormal reviews. And one other reason to why bother with social media is to be able to control the content about you that uh, comes up on the web on the first page of uh, Google search results when people are looking at you. So I recommend that young physicians uh, do take steps to control their own name in social media because otherwise it can take on this life of its own, whether that be uh, dubious uh, reviews or whether that can be a dominant search result that uh, won't change even when you get a new job and move to a new location. Really, it can be worth your time to control uh, your name and likeness. And one of the most simple ways to do this is to buy a, a domain with your name on it. You can set up a simple uh, placeholder page so that when someone checks your name, that page will come up, and that'll at least give you some say in search results. Now, where to buy a a domain name? Uh, Well, you can do it inexpensively, and you can do it quickly and easily through a number of services like godaddy.com or register.com. And then there are lots of different uh, what you see is what you get, or W-Y-S-I- W, uh, what you see is what you get, editors for websites. These WISIG editors, as they get called, if you can just spell out the acronym, uh, those editors um, can make it very straightforward to set up a web page for yourself and link your domain to it. Also, um, domains and uh, or rather websites like WordPress.org can help you design a website using templates. It takes no time. It's very straightforward. And again, it's a a way for you to at least control the use of your name online to a certain degree. So whether it's a Wysig editor linked to your domain uh, or something similar, uh, the key is that uh, you uh, kind of own the use of your name online. If you need help making a website, uh, you can um, use an independent contractor who also knows these tools. And they're pretty straightforward to find on a place like odesk.com or peopleperhour.com. There are plenty of good reasons to look into social media and to manage uh, your reputation. And like I said, I decided to figure out uh, what I could do with social media tools to push out positive content about healthcare quality improvement, which is really my passion. And one of the things I found is that good content is key. And we'll talk just a little bit later about uh, what makes good content, uh, how to make good content, 
and what to do once you've set up any of these things like your a website with your domain name or something similar. <clears throat> we'll talk specifically about some of the platforms, uh, such as LinkedIn, uh, which is a broad platform that allows you to publish content uh, onto uh, their platform or link to content that you've put on your own domain name. Now remember, uh, you have lots of options uh, for how to use uh, social media, and there are multiple ways to push out your content. One of these is blogging. Uh, blogging, uh, from the words web logging, is a very good way to communicate your interests to a targeted audience. And I recommend that you don't sort of shout your, um, your content uh, to everyone, to a broad audience. Uh, I say find a niche and really target that niche. And if you have a particular niche you want to build up, blogging is a great option to do that. It works best if you do it consistently. And the articles don't have to be long, uh, so it's not as much of a burden. And you can host your blog for free with a service on Blogger, and that's owned by Google. It's easy to set up and use. And the challenge with these uh, other third-party um, applications is who owns your content. So when you post to Blogger, there's some thought that perhaps Google owns your content. If you were to post on LinkedIn all your information uh, or, or your blog entry, um, there's some thought that LinkedIn may own your content. If you set up your own blog with your own uh, domain, um, it's more clear that you own your content. And then you can link uh, to these other uh, websites uh, and these other platforms and push traffic uh, to your blog. Doing all of this can take time. And there are some uh, tools that we discuss uh, in the book called The Hidden Curriculum, uh, what they uh, don't teach you in medical school. Uh, and that uh, book... Uh, again, what they don't teach you at medical school really runs through a lot of the uh, ways to make content and what makes for good content. Um, but here I'll say some straightforward tools uh, like a voice recorder for your iPhone that then allows your blog entry to be transcribed later um, or other tools uh, such as um, Dropbox that allow you to send your uh, newly minted audio blog entry to a colleague for transcription, or something similar, there are straightforward tools for how to make content repeatedly. Now, when you make content, it can be useful to push uh, a small sentence or phrase to Twitter to just let people know who may be reading your stuff, hey, I have a new blog entry out, uh, just go take a look. Now, I found this to be very useful. It takes some time uh, to build up uh, people who look in on your entries repeatedly. Uh, once they do, um, when you start to get different things like job offers or speaking offers, it really changes the conversation because those people have really kind of gotten to know you through your work. They've sort of selected already ahead of time, okay, this could be interesting for us. Or, okay, this uh, guy or girl may have something interesting to say, and it sort of resonates with them uh, before uh, you ever get in front of them. Now, I recommend posts of about 500 to 850 words that have some eye-catching photos. Shorter posts are fine, but search engines like Google tend to favor uh, longer posts. And you'll need some package like um, statcounter.com, which can interface with your website, to track where and from when uh, you're getting uh, hits on your blog. Uh, again, if you decide to use a blog. So I'm learning about blogging as I go, and I've shared with you some of my system, including uh, an app called Voice Recorder High Def, that allows me to dictate entries and then send them off to have them transcribed 
Uh, and so then I have that text uh, for a blog entry. As an example of a blog, you can visit surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com, uh, where several people blog with me about different healthcare related uh, facts and ideas. Um, uh, the blog's really useful for originally, uh, we used it for um, facts about building businesses and how to do that in healthcare. With, from the Kauffman Foundation, and now it's almost exclusively focused on uh, healthcare quality improvement tools. Uh, I enjoy doing it, and probably the total monthly cost for everything involved in doing it's about $25 to $50. I'll make a few brief comments on Twitter as a specific platform, and then we'll wrap up our social media Sunday. Like I said, to let people know I've just posted something on the blog, I send them uh, tweets via my matching Twitter account. And because my blog posts are sometimes picked up on other sites like LinkedIn, I send a tweet whenever that happens, too. I also tweet when I have a piece of uh, good professional society news to share. And uh, again, you may be aware that most physicians don't use Twitter. Uh, again, I recommend you put some clicks between you and accessing the platform. And it can be very straightforward uh, using a tool like If This Then That to automatically post a new tweet uh, for your audience uh, when you put up a new blog entry. Now, I know we've thrown out a lot of phrases regarding social media already in the last 13 minutes. Some of these include uh, different platforms like Twitter, LinkedIn, If This Then That, What to Do with a Blog, but I'm going to leave you with this take-home message just briefly. Every platform that you use has different key times and factors. And as we go along uh, on our Social Media Sunday, we'll investigate each platform and exactly what, when, and how it works best for you. But I want to leave it here to say that social media has value. You can do it in a positive way that um, features uh, information, useful information, uh, for your audience uh, regarding whatever niche uh, you're interested in. And I think that's key. One of the key goals with content, and we'll talk about content probably in the next entry or the one afterward. When we focus on content, it's important to be useful first. There's a famous quotation from attributed to Einstein, typically, that says, you know, first, be useful. Being useful and uh, publishing content that uh, brings something to your audience makes an incredible difference uh, for uh, audience uh, views on your account, uh, ways that they access and interact with you, and just some of the positive things uh, you can do uh, with social media. So remember, uh, most physicians don't use social media. Some of that is born out of very appropriate caution for how we uh, use uh, patient information. And we just plain recommend don't use any patient information. Don't use Twitter and LinkedIn uh, as a vent uh, for sometimes the challenges of healthcare. Use it to push out positive content. And in part, do that by putting some clicks between yourself and the post you want to make. A thought-out post, like a blog entry, allows you to highlight your reasoning and your thoughts in long form to avoid, avoid confusion if you ever do post a tweet or something similar that's ambiguous. So it allows you to make a well-reasoned post about something you want to share with your audience. Having a personal website allows you to control your name online, at least to some degree, and, and content. And those things that are written about you online, uh, sometimes with uh, doc rating sites, and other sites where uh, patients can often be sick or not quite themselves uh, when they met you, or sometimes when they thought they met you and in fact it was another physician. We, you may have seen that happen before and I sure have. 
Anyhow, so um, on a parting note, uh, have a great day. And if you do choose to use social media today, remember, put some clicks between yourself and your latest tweet. See you next Social Media Sunday and see you later this week on the Healthcare Quality Podcast for our next entry. Did you know the HQP is on SoundCloud and iTunes? Visit us there and at the podcast's home, surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com. Thank you.